What's going on, guys? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena. I'm Griffin Senek, alongside my co-host Devin Bernstein, and we're back. We picked a rough week to miss. The post-Super Bowl uh, week episode was nowhere to be found, so we got it for you today. Two weeks later, we know you've been waiting on it. Um, but yeah, we're going to talk Super Bowl mainly today. Obviously, there's you know a lot going on. Probably stuff we'll touch on in future episodes. Baseball spring training kicking off. NFL free agency on the horizon. NFL draft going to start to pick up some stuff. We'll get our mock drafts going. Um, so stay tuned for all that. Obviously, the NBA was over the All-Star break. It was pretty cool to see Steph and uh, Sabrina go at it. I think that was probably the highlight of the weekend. We kind of just talked off air how the, the All-Star game is kind of uh, in a weird spot. Definitely not as uh, not as fun or, or competitive as it probably should be. I think that's a problem most sports are, are having with the All-Star games at this point. Really, I guess baseball is one of the only ones that feels like that's never been an issue. Um, but alas, we're going to touch and talk about the NFL today. Super Bowl Chiefs, they got it done. I mean, 25-22. It was a boring game for a while. First half was uh, a little slow, but then towards the end, I mean, it just became an instant classic. Mahomes obviously led the way. Kelsey, strong second half. I mean, I know the game was two weeks ago, Dev, but your thoughts on uh, on the game and anything you want to touch on? Yeah, I mean, I hadn't thought about the Super Bowl in a couple of days, obviously, for a <laughs> while, but, like, um, I, it just brought up, like, the first thing that, that I thought about was how good of a damn game it was. Like, yeah. um, you know, just the second ever Super Bowl game to ever go to overtime. Um, I would say, you know, of the Super Bowls, I can really, you know, remember what was going on. Um, probably starting with the the second Giants Super Bowl of, of our lifetimes. So the 2013 season, that was a great game. You know, obviously the Seahawks-Patriots game was great. Falcons-Patriots, Eagles-Patriots. Um... And then, you know, last year between the Chiefs and the Eagles, which obviously has a bit of a dark place in my heart because we <laughs> lost. But, um, you know, those were all great games. And I think this is right up there with them. You know, um, you know, a lot of intrigue. The classic, the Niners go up double digit script is is still fun for the NFL, it appears. Um, you know, I mean, it was just like, like the Niners came out. They were themselves. They looked... Like, their offense was, you know, as usual. The Chiefs' defense, you know, as good as it looked in the playoffs before that, didn't look quite up to snuff at the very beginning. Um, And then everything just sort of slowly started turning on its head, and Mahomes got more and more comfortable. Kelsey got going. The defense were really, really clamped down. Um, And then, you know, you just have the best um football player in the world. Um, That really helps. I mean, he just... Like, it's just so obvious, or not obvious, so unsurprising when Mahomes just wills his teams to plays. And it just, like, the dude is so good. I mean, it's like, it's so obvious, but, (laughs) like, he just, he can make every throw. He can run for first downs. He's always making the right decision, it seems like, at this point. Like, this is a bad NFL wide receiver room. Like, let's not forget that. Like, Rasheed Rice yeah. is, is a good number two. I, I mean, maybe a low-end one if we're going to be so generous here. I mean, I think he's going to be a really good player. But rookie, yeah. rookie year, true number one wide receiver. And then your number two and number three are in a much worse spot than the number one was. And again, you do have Kelsey. You do have Mahomes. You do have uh, Reed. But 
it's just so impressive that they were able to bring this weak position group that is so valuable that the Niners don't have a weak position group like that. Like maybe their interior offensive line, but I would argue that's a much less important, like in terms of value group and that their group was probably better than the chiefs receiver group was. So yeah, it's not something you see like such an important position group be so weak and he still win a super bowl. Um, yeah, I mean, there's obviously the Mahomes goat talk, and it's like, first of all, he's like, you know, seven or whatever years into his career. Like, it's way too early to tell because he probably has at least double to potentially like triple that, depending on how long he wants to keep going for. Um, yeah. Um, but it's like, like, yeah, I think it's pretty like I watched Brady for years. Brady is the only guy that I think is even comparable to Mahomes and vice versa that I've seen. I mean, maybe, you know, a, a prime Rogers, but he he doesn't even have the accolades that Mahomes has, yeah. you know, at at the very end of his career to Mahomes, compared to Mahomes, who seems to be at like the halfway mark. So, yeah, um, yeah I mean, it's it's those two guys. It's Brady and Mahomes like. You know, I think Brady has the better career because Mahomes hasn't had the full career yet. I think Mahomes is the better player than Brady ever was. I don't know if that's crazy to hear for some people. And Brady is probably the second best, you know, pretty easily if he's not the best. But um, I just think it goes to show that Mahomes is is just so special. And um, yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people are tired of the Chiefs. They do get a lot of coverage. You know, it's it's the whole Taylor Swift thing. But I don't know. I think we've we've talked about this both on and off air. It's just not the most annoying thing in the world to either of us. Yeah. Um, I guess maybe if they win, like, the next two Super Bowls, I'll start to get really, really sick of them. But at, at this point, I'm just not – I'm not – I don't find myself angry that the Chiefs are super successful. Um you know, hats off to them. I, I, you know, I, I expect them to be back, um, in the coming years. I, I just don't mix. I, this just feels like such a good formula as long as Kelsey yeah. is there. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts? Yeah. I mean, um, great game, obviously, like you said, um, I do want to, I, I forgot to, I do want to talk about the, the coin toss decision after I kind of give my spiel on the game, but, um, yeah, it was a good game. I mean, it felt like the Niners really had them. Like, it, they were in control for that whole first half. And, you know, they just didn't get the lead that they needed to. You knew Mahomes was going to start scoring eventually. Obviously, that Niners defense played by far the best it did all playoffs. I mean, they they shut down Mahomes for a while. It took a while for the Chiefs to get going. You know, they had that one big play to, uh, I guess it was, was it M, was it Hardman that had the big catch? Or I think it was Hardman. I think it was Hardman, yeah. Um, and then the Pacheco fumble right after, like, you know, they had they had their moments and they just can capitalize. And I think it shows how good this Chiefs defense is. I mean, what a job they've done. I mean, it's crazy because, I, I mean, I was talking about it for a class this week. But, you know, it felt like this was the year to get the Chiefs. Like, they didn't have the wide receiver core. The offense was kind of a mess for most of the year. You know, they were the three seed. Like, we haven't seen this before with them. And they still win the Super Bowl. It's like, it just doesn't freaking matter. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes, like, everyone knows how good he is. Everyone knows he's the best. And people just, like... every year it feels like we go through or people go through a phase where it's like, they just start downing Patrick Mahomes. And it's like, what are you doing? Like, it's like the only people who have beaten him in the playoffs are Tom Brady, who did it twice. And then Joe Burrow, who, you know, is that dude as well. I mean, he's, he's one on the biggest stages. So yeah, I mean, it's, 
it's crazy that people doubt this guy. I mean, he's made the AFC Championship in every single game this season. And I think, honestly, you know, it's maybe a topic for another day, but, you know, it, it's got to make GMs rethink what you're doing at the quarterback position and giving some of these guys contracts. Like, it just, like, it, it's not going to be good enough. Like, uh, the guy who comes to mind right now, Baker Mayfield, like, he had a hell of a season. He, he was great. But, like, Baker Mayfield is not going to be Patrick Mahomes in the playoffs. Like, that's just not going to happen. He's not going to be Joe Burrow in the playoffs. He's not going to beat all these guys. So it's like, why invest all this money? And I get it. You need a good quarterback. But it's just like, it's such an interesting topic. It goes back to, I mean, the Giants decision last year, you can tie into that. Um, you know, it, it's just a fascinating thing. And I think you just got to realize, like, right now, like, you have got to have that guy. And obviously, look, you know, the Niners, Brock Purdy had a great year. Um, but, you know, it wasn't good enough in the end. And, yeah, I mean, they just played a, a strong game, the Chiefs, uh, defensively pretty lights out. Obviously, unfortunate, Drake Greenlaw, um, you know, tore his Achilles. Um, that was kind of crazy. And before I even forget to mention, you know, prayers out to the the victims of the the shooting at the parade. Obviously, we didn't talk about that last week either. Um, you know, very, very sad and, and horrific to see. Um, so our thoughts are with, you know, anyone affected by that. Um, but going back to the game, yeah, yeah. Um, you know, the, the Chiefs kind of just did what they did, and, and they stayed composed. Well, I guess I can't say they stayed composed because, I mean, Travis Kelsey was shoving Andy Reid on the sidelines. <laughs> um, so maybe composure is not the best word to talk about the Chiefs. But, you know, they've been there before, and I think that was the difference. And, you know, they always knew they were going to be fine down the stretch, and, you know, they ended up getting the job done. And real quick, I mean, shout out, shout out to both the kickers in this one. I mean, Jake Moody and, and Harrison Bucker. I mean, these guys are trading 50 yarders left and right, like send new – Super Bowl records, like mm-hmm. holy cow, like it, insane. I mean, props to them. Um, I know I alluded to it, so I'll ask you. I mean, the coin toss decision, obviously, the Niners with the new Super Bowl rules, which this was a whole mess. I mean, you had Kyle Yuschek and other players saying that they didn't even know the rules. You see it on NFL films, like they had no idea that that was a new rule. Chiefs were like, yeah, we talked about it like 20 times in a meeting. I mean, I think that's a whole other conversation. Um, but your thoughts on the decision, you know, I, I know it really was the big topic the day after in the media, got a lot of steam. Um, you know, I, I, I've had back and forth thoughts on it, so I'll, I'll let you start off with your thoughts on the decision. Yeah, I mean, granted, everything I'm about to say should be taken with the knowledge that I would have taken the ball uh, second, yeah. second. Um, but I don't think it was like v- – wrong decision that costed them the game um but you know well first of all i I think it's important to note this every team gets an opportunity at a possession um no matter how long the first drive and second drive takes so basically the time doesn't really matter yeah the time was weird (laughs) yeah so that was kind of confusing me so i was just like generally confused by the rules in the super bowl and like that never happens for me so i was I was a little out of sorts because we've never seen this <laughs> overtime format, but um, yeah, I mean, it's like, it just gives you a bit more like leeway, I feel like, and the way these overtime games tend to go, it just feels a little bit more advantageous to have it second. Um, guys are super tired by this point, and we've seen it time and time again. When guys are tired, it's going to affect the defense a little bit first. Um, it just it just felt harder and harder to stop both of these teams as the game went along. But I'll be honest, the decision I'm more upset about or not upset because I'm happy that Chiefs won, but um, 
like you know thinking about more is is the fourth down decision because if you're gonna get it first and you're gonna go against your you know you're knowing you're going against Patrick Mahomes I'm trying to score a touchdown no matter what um and I just I know it's so cliche and I know hindsight is 2020 but why the hell are you giving Mahomes the ball back with a chance to go win the game like what like why I like I don't know I just I know it's simple and um there's so much more that goes into that decision but like I just don't I just can't imagine having been like okay we're gonna live with a scenario where we have a good drive and we still have to give Mahomes the ball back with a chance to go and win the game yeah. like, and we don't have a chance to rebuke it like just doesn't feel like the smartest decision but I'll say this about the Niners not knowing the overtime rules like what are we doing? Like, <laughs> I didn't really matter, but like, what, how do no. you guys not know what's like, first of all, like, what do you guys think happened two years ago when the overtime rules changed? Like that was just a joke or something like, but also it's like, why is there not a meeting where they go over it? Like they had a buy as well. Like I, I, I just a little bit confusing. The Niners seem to be finding all sorts of things to complain about. Um, <laughs> just put a smile on my face. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't think it was like some egregious decision, but I also do think I would have uh, gone for the ball second, especially in that type of game. Um, yeah, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think, you know, when I was watching the game, I was kind of perplexed at what they were doing. I was like, well, you know, how? Why are we? why are we doing that? And one of my friends was like, Oh well, then you know if if there's you know, if they both score field goals, if they both score touchdowns in that third possession or whatever, which I was kind of like, okay, like that does make sense. Like, let's say they both score the same, then it's like that's a huge advantage. You get the ball and you score and you win. Um, but I just you know I guess really the only scenario where we would have seen that is if they both had to take field goals, which I guess could have been possible. Like if you got the Chiefs to like fourth and twelve, like obviously they were going to kick it or something. But yeah, I probably would have taken the ball second as well. I think. Like you said, like, I think there is a big advantage in knowing what you have to score because it's like you still at the end of the day can win the game and and not like the game will end. Like the Chiefs were saying they were going to go for two, which is like probably the smart move. Like just like you control the destiny. You have Patrick Mahomes. Like, yeah, like end the game. Um, So I think, like you said, like you don't want to give Mahomes the ball knowing what he needs, you know, knowing what he has to do. Um, I, But like on the other side, like I get it, like, their defense was just out there, like giving their defense a breather. Like if they probably kicked first, like the chiefs were going to go down and score anyway. So obviously then you can get the ball back and know what you need, but I forget who was saying him. I don't know if it was Tony Romo on the broadcast or someone the day after it might've been Dan Orlovsky actually. Um, but I think the biggest mistake is just like when you give the chiefs the ball second, you're giving the homes four downs, which is just like, such a big advantage like when Patrick Mahomes is getting four downs guaranteed I mean that's just like so big and look the Niners had a chance to win I mean they had the what fourth and one or something like that like the game was right there so it's like I think the decision has been a little blown out of proportion because at the end of the day like the Niners had the game right there like one stop and you know they would have had a a championship parade um but you know that that's just kind of how it goes so you know it's kind of the recap I would have taken them all second because I think you know, it's definitely more advantageous to know, you know, what you need to get and also, you know, keep the ball out of Holmes' hands with the chance to win. But, you know, 
at the end of the day, I don't think it's a be all end all. And, you know, they also had more chances to win that game in regulation, you know, in terms of, did they have a missed extra point, a blocked extra point, right? Blocked extra there's point always one of those freaking it's Oh, whenever there's a blocked, I think there was one in the, uh, there was definitely one in the Rams Bengals or something. I think it was because like David was like an extra point off from winning like 300 grand or something like that. One I, of our I remember that. Yeah. As well. um, maybe that's how it came into play. But um, yeah, those extra points, man, they're, 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 they're devious, but um, yeah, man, shout out to the chiefs. Um, like they're just, they're just a wagon at this point. So I'll, I'll kind of transition here. Um, Looking ahead, obviously, we've still got free agency. We've still got the draft. So this is way ahead. I think 49ers are, are Vegas's top team right now, um, or at least they were, according to some sports book, which is interesting. I think that is what it is. I feel like I saw that on, like, ESPN, too. Um, How, why is it not the Chiefs, man? Like, I, I, I just – should it not I guess, be? like, I guess looking at – if you do look at the free agents, let's say Chris Jones and Sneed Lee – 49ers don't really have any massive free agents like that. So I guess I can kind of understand that. But yeah, I mean, uh, your thoughts. I mean, yeah. What are you thinking next year? I know it's super early, but, you know, obviously the Chiefs are an easy team to pick, but also anyone else you kind of like early on. Yeah, so I'll just go down, um, like, like just very quickly. Like, the Chiefs, I think, will be completely fine. I expect them to address Playmaker. Um, I, I do expect them to bring at least one of Snead or Chris Jones back. Honestly, probably both. Um, yeah. Yeah, I just feel like there's no way that they're going to let them out of the building. Um, also, the, real quick, the cap went up like 30 mil. Yeah. 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 Like, really. I don't No other league decides the cap like that close to the offseason. It's very interesting that they do that. Um, the Niners, I'm worried about them like longer term, but not next year. I still think McCaffrey will be really, really, really good next year. Um, but you know, he is an aging running back with an injury history, so that probably will catch up to them at some point. Um, the IU contract is is coming up. Um, and obviously you have an older roster, Chase Young expiring. But that being said, I do think the Niners will be really good next year. Um, I they would be my pick out of the NFC. Like I I I don't think it's unreasonable that there's Super Bowl favorites. Um I just think it should be Mahomes at this point. Yeah. Like, um, or the Chiefs rather. But um, yeah, I, I'm not super worried about the Niners next year. I would be a little bit more worried when it gets to like a you're paying Ayuk and you've let some guys go on defense and you're aging a little bit and McCaffrey starts to get hurt and you know, now you're staring down the barrel of paying Purdy, you know. That's when I'm starting to get more worried. Not necessarily at the loss of like a Chase Young and a couple yeah. of depth cuts like i'm not i'm not worried that that no no disrespect to chase Young. he played a good game in the super bowl um but i just don't think that kills the niners especially because he was a mid-season addition some other teams um i think the ravens are have a really tough offseason ahead they have a lot of needs they have a lot of free agents they lost mike mcdonald that's a little concerning um I, I, I really am high on the Packers going forward. Um, not necessarily as a Super Bowl team, but I, I just I like everything that they've been doing. Um, and I think my early like super dark horse Super Bowl pick for next year would be the Colts. Um I just think I just think you've got a solid four. You really only have to bring back Pittman and Grover Stewart as your only key free agents, but you still should have money if you do bring both of them back. 
Um, you have all your picks. You have Richardson, who obviously has some absurd potential. Obviously, it'll be like his fifth start at the beginning of next year. But, <laughs> um, you know, it's it's scary, but uh, you know, Mahomes, you know, won MVP. You know, with his first game being his second start. Obviously, I don't expect Anthony Richardson to be Mahomes, but yeah. it can happen. I think I think people do uh underestimate the fact that. You know, when you have a really good quarterback, they're usually going to show it pretty soon. Um, you know, like when we, you know, this is getting into a little side tangent here, but like when was the last time we saw a guy like not work out on their first team? Um, and then it's like, you know, everyone is like clamoring. You know, it's like Fields. It's like I like Fields. I still think Fields can be good, but it's like if a team drafts somebody in the first round as their franchise quarterback and they play three years and they're not really good, it's like, is that guy ever going to be really good? Like probably not, not to say teams shouldn't trade for a fields or anything like that. But like, I think there is something to be said that like, you're probably going to know a little bit earlier than people might think. Um, Yeah. But outside of that, I I think the free agency and draft is obviously super telling. Um, I honestly love this part of the NFL season a lot as well. Like, I, you know, I, I would take I would take the offseason and draft over, you know, I, I just hate the offseason is, is my ultimate point. I, I love the season. I love the offseason, but I, I cannot stand when there's no draft going on and, you know, the NBA playoffs are done. I just that's when I get bored. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think it'll be interesting to see, like, the balance between the AFC and NFC both next year and going forward, like just feels like the like eight most physically gifted quarterbacks are all in the AFC. Um, And I just wonder, like, like I wonder what the Eagles are going to look like next year, obviously my favorite team, but I wonder, (laughs) I wonder how they, you know, look, you know, just as an objective NFL fan, Um, same thing with the Cowboys. Um, I'm interested to see how the Lions look, if they can improve their defense in a significant way. I, I just, you know, it's too early to say because we don't even know what these teams are going to look like. We don't even know who's going to be back and, and whatnot. But um, it's just, it feels like another year where the AFC just has like more teams that seem Super Bowl caliber to me. Um, I don't know how true that is. I'm going to be interested to see what the Jets look like because yeah. I do get the sense that obviously they would have been way better this year if Rodgers had stayed healthy, but I do get the sense that this offense still would have been really bad. Um, Just feels like they have like two yeah, the- starters on offense, like total <laughs> once Elijah Vera Tucker got hurt. Um, So yeah, they, they have a lot of work to do with that offense. I'll say that. And I hope Aaron Rodgers doesn't just get to bring in his buddies again, because that clearly doesn't seem to work very well. Um, But yeah, besides that, I'm just, I'm excited for the off season for the most part. Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, yeah. Thinking about it, like, like you said, I think the chiefs would be my top team. I mean, I think they're going to get better. Like they're going to go out and either if it's through the draft or if they land like a Mike Evans or someone like that, like they're going to get better at wide receiver. Um, and I, like you said, I think the probably, I think Chris Jones is likely going to stay Jerry Sneed, you know, probably, um, I think, you know, they're going to do some restructuring with Mahomes' contract and, and, you know, the, obviously getting more cap space with the addition of the 30 million or whatever helps. Um, you know, the Bengals, I think are going to be interesting to watch. I think, you know, Joe Burrow this last year, you know, it didn't seem like he was healthy at all. And obviously then he went down, 
Um, so, you know, seeing how they are, um, I think, you know, that defense misses Jesse Bates. I think, you know, obviously Trey Hendrickson's a great player. There's work to be done, though, just overall there. Um, the Jets, like you said, are, are super interesting. I mean, that defense is, is playoff ready. Um, you know, Aaron Rodgers coming back will be great, but that O-line is terrible. Like, it needs to desperately be fixed, you know. Barrett Tucker coming back will be good. Tittman had a pretty solid year, but outside of that, like you don't really have any other starters. Uh, so you got to completely rebuild the O-line and the wide receivers outside of Garrett Wilson are, are trash. So you got to have to rebuild the wide receiver room too. I mean, the Jets have a rough off season. They had Bryce Huff's a free agent. Um, you know, it, it's kind of a weird spot for them because it's like, I, you know, that defense is going to be so good that, they should be able to win games, especially with Rodgers. But, you know, that O-line needs to be better, and the wide receivers got to be better. Um, so they're going to have to draft well, and that's something that, you know, Joe Douglas has done well at times and also hasn't. And I think one thing about the Jets that they made the mistake of was picking Will McDonald this past year. You know, not that the guy is not going to be a good player. Hopefully he will be. But, you know, you have Bryce Huff right there, who's obviously, you know, a guy that you probably want to keep in the building long term. And, you know, that pick could have been used on the first wide receiver taken. If you picked, a, you know, Zay Flowers, if you picked a, a Jackson Smith and Jigba, if you picked a, um, Jordan Addison, I mean, obviously Quinn and Johnson was in that mix too. He didn't really have a great rookie year. But, you know, any of those guys really, especially the first three I mentioned, would have been so huge for that team. Um, so, yeah, I mean, they're an interesting team. The Lions, I think, are going to be back in the mix. Um, I think it'll be interesting. The one team that I think, People have started to hype up and, and pump a little bit that I'm a little hesitant on is the Chargers. Like, I think it's going to take a year or two. They got to rebuild this roster a little bit. Like, it's they're kind of in a, a weird spot. You know, Mike Williams might get cut this year for salary reasons. Keenan had a great year, but like, inevitably, Father Time will catch up. Austin Eckler is a free agent. Will he be back? What does the running game look like? Um, that defense under Jesse Minter should be better, but you know, do they keep Bosa? Do they keep Mac? Like, what's it going to look like? Like. I don't think the Chargers will be as good next year. I think it's going to be a little bit of a, you know, they got to reload that roster a little bit, you know, get young. Um, I don't know. I'm kind of rambling on a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I think it'll be very interesting. Obviously, free agency coming up, I think March 13th is when it kicks off. Um, so it's going to be fun to see kind of where the – I mean, this year is actually a really good free agency. There's a lot of big names. Chris Jones, obviously, like we mentioned. Kirk Cousins will be a free agent. Mike Evans, T. Higgins, although it seems like he'll get the tag, Antoine Winfield. I mean, the names go on and on. So uh, potentially a lot of really talented players changing uh, changing homes, and we'll see what happens, obviously, to draft as well. Um, yeah, I mean, is there anything else you want to touch on, Dev? Or... Yeah, I this, like, so unplanned in my ADHD brain. But <laughs> um, I was looking at – I was wondering what, like, Kelsey and Kittle's contracts are looking like because obviously they're at, like, the top of the tight end market. Um, I'll just say this. If you can find an elite tight end, definitely do it because they're getting paid, like, like Gabe Davis money. Like, I bet Gabe Davis is going to get paid more this offseason than Kelsey and Kittle make. I think we yeah. all know that Kelsey and Kittle are both much more valuable <laughs> than Gabe Davis. Like That is crazy. Yeah, I'm looking at this Kelsey. I mean, next year it looks like – or I don't. I think is twenty twenty four would be next year. Or yeah. Like, yeah. So twelve million or fifteen million cap it. Like. Yep. Jesus, like the greatest tight end ever. I mean, it's like he's putting up wide receiver one numbers too. It's not even like. Yeah, and it's crazy. a position that's harder to find like good players. So you would imagine that the top end would you know make like a higher 
percent. And like, granted, I'm not going to argue that like Kelsey is less is more valuable than a Tyreek Hill, but like that's definitely a closer argument. Like, than, yeah, it's not right? even that crazy yeah, though, right? Like, like that's not crazy to say that. I think it's a closer argument than that he's worse than Gabe Davis. Like, right? I mean, I think there's yeah. no world where that should be the case. I understand the positional value value argument, but but not How even though overall it's like, like yeah like that doesn't even make sense i don't understand how kelsey's not i i don't know that's great i mean I, he's gonna be fine you know with all the popularity and fame i think he's bringing on probably yeah. almost he could literally be bringing in more than his contract like off the field right now like literally probably Pop, is actually Pop, no yeah. i think the pfizer thing was like he got paid 30 million i think for that maybe i might be wrong i feel like i, I saw wouldn't... something like that yeah, I wouldn't. No, that, I'm curious. That Travis Kelsey sponsorship or Pfizer commercial. Twenty million dollars is what yeah. they gave him. <laughs> That's his salary next year. Plus, plus so it's like million. if you've taken the off the field stuff, Kelsey's pretty much like paid like a quarterback. So I think he's all right. He's also dating a billionaire. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he'll be okay. <laughs> um. Yeah, well, I think with that, that'll do it for this week's episode of Outside the Arena. Pretty short, not too, too much to talk about. But, I mean, there's a lot going on in sports. Obviously, we got March Madness coming up as well. Um, so, you know, stay tuned for that. That's always a blast. Hopefully, my Northwestern Wildcats will uh, will get across the finish line. It seems like they're trending well, so hopefully they get in. Um, but, yeah, if you haven't already, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel. Check us out on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Check us out on Instagram as well. The whole shebang at Outside the Arena Everywhere. Appreciate you guys all tuning in. And we'll be back next week on Outside the Arena.